and I'm so random, right? Like I, my my brain is this big, I, I, I don't know, Civil War battle or some shit going on. It's like <laughs> boom, 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 shit coming at you. You're like, like how I complete a sentence some days is pretty impressive. So. Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome back to Eyes Forward March, EFM Nation. We are your platoon sergeants. I am Sergeant Seagar, and with me, as always, the sizzling old crusty kazoo blowing sergeant himself, Sergeant Bacon. Now, before we get started with this episode, we do have an announcement. Just 10 days from today. On December 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2000 for you military and first responder folks. Bat Gamers Anonymous, another podcast right here on the Creative Brain Candy Network, is going to be hosting the second annual Growly Awards. This, of course, is a gaming award show, and they are going to be doing a live stream. Now, I don't have a whole lot of details yet, but I know they're to come. And if you check out some of the other podcasts on the Creative Brain Candy Network, uh, join the Creative Brain Candy Discord, follow Creative Brain Candy at creativebraincandy.com or on any of the social media platforms, I'm sure that you will find out more information. But that's all we got, so why don't we get this show going? You're listening to the Eyes Forward March podcast, a project created by a handful of senior enlisted non-commissioned officers who met while attending a senior leader course where they honed their leadership skills and discovered what networking in the military can accomplish. This podcast expands on those principles. Listen along while the sergeants talk through topics that affect soldiers and leaders alike. They'll share their thoughts and opinions, and of course, have some fun along the way. Relax, heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and enjoy the show. Our cans of rippets might be kicking in. They very well could be. I'm amped up. Let's go. On the last episode, you started to go on a little bit of a rant, and you brought up mentoring cadets. Yes. So let's pick up right there and talk a little bit about cadets, because uh, they sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not so great. Right. I've had experience with cadets in the past. Um, prior to deployment, you know, we would have a cadet as a PL or whatever. And as an E6 or an E7, as a platoon sergeant, you know, you, you're tasked to mentor these... these um, future officers. Future officers, yes. Sometimes they're like a, a lab, like a lab dog, Labrador, where they're a two-by-four where that's how you 
get through to them. You know, you not that I condone beating a dog, which I don't, but <laughs> if you've ever had a lab. Don't, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. If you ever had a lab, you know what I'm saying. They're just a bonehead. And some of these cadets are just boneheads. Right. But, okay, so let's back up. What is a cadet? So Who is a cadet? A cadet, in or, my... A, we're not... I, I want to... I'm catching myself. I want to say, who or what is a cadet? Right. Kid idiots, cadets, spots, dots, um, 53 other names. Right. What, it, what they are is essentially they're college students who are studying military science who, after four years of intense, brutal education and physical fitness become an officer, a commissioned officer in the United States Army, guard, reserve, active component. Right. With that, part of the program, I believe, is a mentorship. So our state, one year, 48 cadet contracts or whatever, however it's set up, must be a contract. My unit got 24. Wow. Yeah. There was literally, they were the the butt of every joke. We'd be in a briefing. I see spots, right? Because you sit in a briefing with people that you know, that that like people like you. So I'm going to sit with the S4. The cadets are going to sit with the cadets. The intel is going to sit with intel. And that's what I mean by that. And you can always tell where somebody who somebody is, so to say, in the organization by where they're, by who they hang out with. Well, some of these cadets are, they're good people, right? Like, they're great kids. They, they are. I'm sorry. I got to use the word kids because, because I have not are. seen a 40-year-old cadet. Right. Because they're, most, they're, most they're, of us know better. Right. <laughs> they're, they're kids who graduate from high school. They're looking to go to college um, and they join, what is it? ROTC or whatever program it is. They become a cadet. They have to drill with the unit. They don't know anything. And it's hard for people like us who have been in for a long time. We've seen things, we've done things and you're staring at a kid in a diaper. You're, you're basically looking at a private, who knows less than a private right who's going to one day Be become an officer yep because i'm so awesome everyone loves bacon everybody There's... loves bacon so in that aspect like we're dead in the water we're doing something and something's not working and they're like well where's bacon and i come walking up like okay whatever and i fix easy things and I make it look easy and right. these these cadets are impressionable. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Sergeant Bacon's like a badass. Like <laughs> he just went over there and snapped and that generator's running. Or he freaking changed that tire one handed. Whatever. I do amazing things. It sounds like uh they tell 
amazing stories about you to all their friends. I'm, listen, I'm kind of a legend. <laughs> so they'll come over and I'm doing something and I'll, I'll take time and show them, you know, what am I doing? And because I didn't call them spot, dot, kid, 32 other names, I gained that respect from them. And so when, when I see them kind of struggling as a leader, I can make an informed comment. Hey, in that situation, you should handle it this way and see, see what the result is. And they seem to learn that way. Right. So one of those cadets, when I was on my last AT, had just commissioned to a lieutenant. And it'd been, it'd been a, a minute. And he got told, hey, you're going to be trail, trail party. So he's going to stay after everybody. You're going to be the NCOIC. And he didn't take that well and he starts like kind of having a fit and i said hey lt let's go let's go for a walk i said sir you you're you're now the lt you got to take a breath you can't you can't act like that you're not you're not a cadet you're not one of the kids you you're the guy now and he's like oh shit like I, I looked like a kid, and I'm like, "Yeah." I got him calmed down, went back over, and he's like, "All right, yep, I'm good. I got it. This is awesome. This is a great growing experience for me." But treating kids that, you know, 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, in a way where they're not being demeaned. Oh, That's how I've sure. always handled. But a lot of times, and it, whether it's joking or not, you know, kids nowadays are a lot more sensitive than they were when we were kids, right? I'd call you shitbag, and you'd call me butt face, and, you know, we didn't care. Right. But, I mean, here's, here's what I'm thinking. When you have a cadet, you're, they, they, they classify a cadet as an NCO. And they're supposed to kind of learn the ropes and follow along their lieutenant. Mm -hmm. A cadet is a little bit more stable than an, than a lieutenant because I always look at lieutenants as adult diapers. They only last so long before they move on. Mm -hmm. So I think cadets stick around a little bit longer. And I think that when the cadet is in your ranks and yes, they're trying to figure things out and so on and so forth. I think the lieutenants have a little bit in my experience, the lieutenants, not all, but some kind of treat their cadets like cadidiots and the NCOs have such an opportunity while a soldier is a cadet to influence them and say, Hey, this is the officer's side of the business desk. And this is what the NCO side of the business desk is. You have to understand as a, when you take your commission, you become a Lieutenant, you have to understand both desks 
but you will be successful if you understand how to run and operate the lieutenant side of the desk, how to control not only that side, but the NCO side, but understand that you have to let NCOs handle their side of the business desk. And you have to be able to, you have to be able to play that. You have to be, yeah, juggles the right word. Uh, if you, if you're going to come into this, like, look, uh, horrible NCOs give cadet shit. Now it's all fun and games when you have that bond, that relationship established and both parties know, Hey, it's just, it's just, just a game. yeah, it's just a game. It's just, you know, we're, we're just having fun. When you take your commission, that's when the respect changes. That's when, as a a leader, as a non-commissioned officer, I know that I have given you all the knowledge that I can give you from my side of the table, because I don't know the officer side of the table. I'm never going to say I know their side. I don't want to know their side. But I'm saying, now I've given you all my side of the table. Take that, go to your side, and help me make my side successful. Because if you make me successful, I'm going to make you successful. Right. It's a, and if we're not doing that, then we're setting ourselves as NCOs up for failure. It's a partnership, essentially. Well, yeah. And you know, the and cadets are the impressionable minds that we can affect. They're the clay. Yeah. And if we mold that clay wrong, then we're setting ourselves up for failure. We're going to end up with an ashtray. But if we do it right, if we do it right, we can get a vase and we can put some flowers in it. Yeah. Because nothing good grows from cigarette butts. But like you said, and and to go on, even though they've commissioned doesn't mean that I can't still mentor them as a lieutenant. But But, and that's, that's, that's another thing, though. Not only... Do we get these cadets who come fresh out of school that get enticed into, hey, go to college, become an officer, and that's what they like. But also our NCOs who demonstrate the potential to be great officers, those are the people that, like, I wish they would bring back the, uh, what was the program that they had, uh, Green to Gold or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, where you had great, grade e6s that have been in 10 years 11 years maybe 12 dude you need to be an officer because you know this stuff well and it's not just every e6 that's been in for 10 years no it's no it's the ones that are great leaders they've got the education they got respect they can you know uh so i just found out one of the majors that was an E4 when I was an E4, is retiring in two drills. I'm like, no way. Like, he he was enlisted. You know, he went through the whole thing, and he is so damn good at what he does. And I, I attribute that to him being enlisted prior, and mm-hmm. not, not that I'm saying that cadets aren't, but. I think that enlisted experience gives you a better grasp of how how the other side works, how to effectively lead. Yeah, no, 100%. If you have that knowledge, then you have that knowledge of the enlisted side. 
And if you have that natural leadership ability, you can go over to the officer side and make a huge difference. 100%. All right. But at the same time, these cadets, just because they haven't had 12, 10 years of experience doesn't mean that they won't be good leader. If they have the ability to listen to all parties involved and be able to say, Hey, look, this probably isn't something that I need to take care of. It's something that my NCOs need to take care of. Or I don't know how to handle this. NCOs help me out. Right. And so that's what I'm seeing a lot with the cadets now that we have. They they aren't put into a leadership, like a platoon leader. And that's what's great about brigade. We don't have PLs. You know, oh, really? Platoon, no. The platoon sergeant is a, is a is an extra duty. Is a additional duty per our MTO. We're not broke out by platoons. We're broke out by cells or fighting function. Okay, so that's basically like your platoon leader is your platoon sergeant. Yeah, it's, that's where it gets sticky. Typically, your platoon sergeant's an E seven. I have two E eights right. in what we designed as a platoon. I have three other E7s. I have a bunch of majors, a bunch of chiefs, right? So 48 soldiers total is what I had mm -hmm. from 04 down to E4 and everything in between. Now, to get the E7s platoon certain experience, that's who they would put up there. I've spoke to other E7s from other brigades set up like us, and they had their... NCOIC, their E8 as the platoon sergeant. It was only... And, that, and that's crazy four. to me. Isn't it? It, it, it is. is. Apparently, uh, a regional support group, which is an MSC, mm -hmm. it's just built differently than a brigade. And I've never been in a brigade, so sure. I, it, it's it's all new experience to me. And I, I, I wouldn't mind doing it, but the way the system works... Makes it a little tough sometimes. Exactly. So, our, like I was saying, our brigade we don't we don't have platoons assigned. We we created for accountability internally. Like it's right. if we were to deploy, we would not deploy by platoon, right? We, we it's your your cell, your sustainment cell, your intel cell, your protection. So that's why we don't have assigned PLs. Now, there's enough officers where they can be ment mentors to cadets. Yeah. And teach them brigade-level leadership, which is uh, uniquely different than company and below. Realistically, cadets should have like that opportunity to be a PL. And I think starting at that platoon leader level you know you kind of you're you're not dumped into staff right and and almost forgotten so you can you can learn with the joes you can learn like the mission you can see it at the bottom and now as you go up you can learn how to affect change at the top okay this is why this was done this way 
versus we have to do it this way if if that makes no, sense. No, it 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 does. I just think that I guess what I want to get out of this is that when you have cadets in your ranks, they're the most impressionable people or I shouldn't say people, the most impressionable leaders or future leaders that you have. The right thing to do is to mentor them and to give them the opportunity to grow. Now, not every cadet is going to listen and not every cadet is going to take your advice and, and grow with it. Some, and I've been personally exposed to it, they just have a vendetta. And they will come and they will go, right? But the idea is, is that you shouldn't be making fun of your cadets. You shouldn't be uh, giving them a hard time. And I mean, maybe a little bit because that's just the natural thing to do. But you should be setting them up for success. And when you set them up for success as an NCO, you're setting yourself and the NCO core up for success. Right. So I, I guess... It- Ultimately, what I'm trying to get, and hold your thought, but ultimately what I'm getting down to is the NCO Corps is the backbone of the Army. And at some point in time, I feel like maybe we lost that backbone. Where have we heard this before? We need to get that backbone back. We need to put some calcium in that spinal cord, stand up straight, and we need to train lead and mentor our future leaders whoever they are that's kind of what i i'm trying to get at yeah treat them like remember like the nerdy kid that everyone else picked on and then you were their friend yeah and now they're now they're everyone now they're the boss and you're you're the guy that's you know getting a raise while the guys that picked on him are, <laughs> you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right. That, that's kind of how I look at cadets. It's like, well, eventually one of these guys, one of these cadets is going to be my commander. Yes. And I want them to have a positive experience. At, you know, when, when they're a commander, they can come up and shake my hand and say, Hey, Thank you for setting me up for success. Yeah, and hopefully you get that experience, but don't count on it. Hope, I mean, I'll be around for the next... Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying years. that some people are not so great about giving credit where credit's due. It's, it's not... Gratitude piece. Yeah, it's not that they don't mean to. It's just who they are. Right. You know, and I think the ones that remember where they came from, are the are the ones that are gonna give you that experience, and the ones that kind of forgot, you know, not who gave them that, you know, who helped them up, right, right. Those are those are the ones that are gonna give you positive, you know, feedback and down the line. That's going to do it for us on this episode right here at EFM Podcast, only found on the Creative Brain Candy Network. As always, you can reach out to us, 
podcast efm at gmail.com go ahead and shoot us your questions your comments concerns or maybe even a suggestion or two we will get it we will read it and see what we can do i think it just rhymed we'll ignore that head on over to creativebraincandy.com check out all the cool swag that is available from all the other cooler podcasts than us we're going to work on swag. I'm pretty sure it might be coming. I don't know. We'll let you know as soon as we know. And while you're there, look for a link. It says contact us somewhere in the Northern hemisphere of that website. That's going to launch you over to our discord server where you can definitely get a hold of me. No promises that you're going to get a hold of Sergeant Bacon. He hates discord. And I don't know, maybe if you jump out there and tag him, he'll be forced to take a look. Anyway, that's all we got for this episode. Thank you for taking a listen. Until next time, don't forget, ice forward, march!